0: The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
2: You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lintonello. Good morning, and welcome to America's Web Radio, and it's time now for the Classic Car Show, which we know, as a matter of fact, is heard around the world. So with that being said, here's Tom and Richard. Good morning, guys.
1: Good morning, everybody. Nice to be here. Christmas is just a little over a week away, hard to believe, and... uh, just about everybody's cars are nestled snug in their beds, except for those friends of us ours uh, down in the uh, southern states—Florida, Texas, southern Alabama, California. You guys are still all year round, but uh, the rest of the country got them all tucked in. Frosty Dr. Pepper up here on the top of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Nice day
3: out. Not here. Irish breakfast tea, and my favorite uh, classic car club that I got a mug that I got at the ACD Museum in Auburn, Indiana. I love that mug, and uh, yeah, we got blue skies down here in uh, Knoxville. Absolutely beautiful day. Too bad you don't you know you don't live here. You could be driving around. There's still old cars on the road here.
1: Well, see, the nice thing is we haven't had any snow yet, so there's been no salt on the road. There's not even been a threat of snow yet, so no salt. I'm good, you know. I'm enjoying uh, the warmer weather while I can take it and the lack of snow. Not that I don't like snow once in a while.
3: Right. Exactly. But isn't it amazing how much better your car runs in the cooler weather when it's like, you know, in the 30s and 40s? It runs so much nicer. It it just... Seems that there's a little bit more power and more more get-up and go with that cooler air. Yeah,
1: the density, density of the air-fuel mixture seems to help things out and uh, helps in the distribution um, of the mixture. But you know, and you're absolutely right. I, not the '60 Pontiac I own now, but the one that I owned many moons ago in in high school, I, I always loved. Driving that car, it ran smooth as silk. Anyway, that was probably that's probably the most well balanced, smoothest running car that 389, any car I've ever owned. Um, you could literally start it up, and you couldn't tell it was running. It was so quiet you could balance a dime on the air cleaner stud. That's how smooth huh. it ran. But even better when the temperature was like. In the 40s, um, and particularly uh, if it were uh, a little bit foggy out, man, that thing just ran so well. But, yeah, yeah, you're right.
3: And but,
2: I think uh, uh, this would be... Even though
1: Triumphs a- run better in uh, foggy weather and uh, lower temperatures, huh?
3: Yeah, because when it's colder air, the oil gets thicker, so they don't leak as much,
1: you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well yeah, but you got to worry about the fog, you know, it causes all that rusting. You know?
2: you know,
3: you know, you know, speaking of engines running smooth years ago back in the I guess late 70s, I bought a 1969 BMW 1600, which was the model right before the famous uh, 2002 model, and right. that engine was so smooth. It would idle at 300 rpm. And you would see the fan blade just spin around ever so slowly. But, yes, so smooth. And, like you said, you know, cooler weather, it ran like a top. Yeah, wish I never sold that car.
1: Yeah, I wish I'd never sold that first Pontiac, although the one I have now is is, is a great car. Um, it's yeah. pretty much the same car. It's just got a few extra bells and whistles on it. But uh, And mag wheel. Oh. What's that?
3: And don't you have mag
1: wheels on it? No, that's that's the fifty nine olds. Fifty nine olds. Oh, I've good. got two sets. Two sets. I've got regular rims, and then I've got a set of Riddler, rim, Riddler rims with Redline tires on it, and it looks boss on that fifty nine olds. Yeah. Uh, it does. or sedan. It looks tough. It really. Yeah, it gives it a yeah. sort of uh, you know Man's a car. menacing look. Yeah. <laughs> look, you know, but, uh, I love that car, Uh, that car I I bought, bought finished. It was a good example of a car sort of stealing your heart. And yet at the same time, you took advantage of somebody else's work. Um, I ended up buying that car for tens of thousands of dollars less than, less than what the guy had invested in it. Um, yeah, all the all the receipts, every last one of them wasn't one of those wow. deals where you know yeah I've, yeah I rebuilt it and blah 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 and you know you find out they put new 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 plugs and spark plug wires on it you know um, but yeah great well, great car um, that that fifty nine olds with
3: those mag wheels looks like it belongs in a Stephen King movie that's how tough it looks
1: <laughs> yeah <Cool>. it does <laughs> it does. I love that car um, didn't yeah, it <clears throat> didn't come that way but of course it's been punched to, to 394 to the which was the uh, super 88 uh, spec um, or the uh, 98 spec and has a starfire cam in it um, which is all Oldsmobile but it gives it just a little extra grunt slightly modified exhaust system so there's not really I mean you could take that car back to stock in a in a minute, really. Um Right but Right. Easy on, I easy like off. It. Yeah. Oh I it's don't menacing.
3: <laughs> it is, you know, uh speaking of wheels, my sixty one Pontiac I had the uh the uh the Pontiac uh eight lug wheels on it. Those yeah. are good looking wheels from the factory no less, you know. I mean it had the integrated drums. And uh, yeah, those 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 wheels, those eight logs, really make Pontiacs. They really do so distinctive.
1: Oh, made them stand out from all yep. the other GM products. In fact, uh, I'd, I'd give them the number one award in terms of uh, wheel covers, rims, etc. For GM during that same period, Pontiac had the best. They also, in the early early sixties, had what i thought were the best dashes too you know the way they yes. had uh on the grand grand prix the like the 63 gauge. grand prix yes
3: great dashboard like yes
1: yeah just beautiful you know the uh gauges were sort of angled towards the driver and yeah <laughs> lots of chrome a little bit of wood veneer in there just
3: really well you cool know that, that's 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 why, you know, Pontiac, to me, they were the best back then. They had the best engineers, best stylists, all because it was led by someone who was a real car enthusiast, John DeLorean. You know, he prompted all that. And that's what happens when you have a car enthusiast at the helm. You come out with a better product that, you know, car guys like. Bottom line.
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, take, for instance, when uh, Bob Lutz came to the helm of uh, Chrysler whatever iteration of the corporation it was at the time, I don't even remember now but of course, Delantis yeah. now but uh, Lutz really breathed a lot of life back in, you know they they came out with all the really good looking stuff, a lot of it that they're still running today, and of course they're getting ready to end production on a lot of that stuff
3: Yeah, I heard that uh, Chevrolet is going to end production of the Camaro uh, yeah, so sad yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not a big fan of the new Camaro. I mean, I think it's great that they did it. I didn't like driving it cuz I felt like I was looking out of a mail slot cuz the windshield was so, you know, just had a very low height to it. But it's a good-looking car. And uh it's a shame when you let a, you know, I guess you would say an icon like the Camaro uh go away. So that's going to be a sad day soon. So if you want one folks, you better buy one now.
1: I've not been a fan of anything that Mary Barra has done at the at the head yep. of GM. Has nothing to do with the fact that she she's a woman. Uh, most most of my managers are female, so nobody can nail me for that one. But I like you say these car enthusiasts. If you have a car enthusiast in charge of these departments, you end up with better products. There's no doubt, more exciting products right. instead of stuff that's you know warmed over and looks like everything else. Yeah, it's kind of sad. And then, you know, you couple that with this whole EV boondoggle, which we won't get into deep. But, you know, my God, you know, have they ever screwed that up? Of course, the manufacturers don't need to worry about it because, you know what, Uh, they're being subsidized so heavily. Yep, doesn't matter right now. But, you know, if it were a matter of good old-fashioned competition, they'd all be losing their shirts. But but anyway... uh, I think there's a correction on the way. Maybe there'll be more hybrids um, and a little bit less forced retirement of internal combustion where necessary. You um, know, people. I guess you know. It's I, I know in this country, for instance, we booted a lot of the European diesels out. So, you know, yeah. Volkswagen. They had one that was with fifty. 50 miles to the gallon, and the uh, tailpipe emissions were really, really low. Consider the amount of fuel, uh, you know, and the emissions and all of that. You know, it's pretty daggone good for the environment compared to a lot of other stuff. And like I say, we won't get deep into that whole EV batteries and rare minerals and the fact that China owns everything. I had to throw that in. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. So. So, what's been going on in the world of uh, Mr. Tom Cox in Virginia? Anything exciting in the world of
1: old cars? So, we've got, um, we only have two machine shops left locally. And one shop is really, really busy. Well, actually, they're both really busy. But the guy that does the best job i think they both do a good job but uh he sort of does it at a at a slow pace and so i've got heads sitting down there for the ambassador and you know i don't know i stopped in two weeks ago and he had magnafluxed one head and had it in the tank or vice versa and he had the other head, and he was getting ready to put it in the tank and magna-flux it, check it for cracks. Um, those AMC heads, not frequently but more often than some other makes, uh, could get uh, cracks in the uh, water jacket on the lower side, so we're checking for those just to make sure. And just to think, I was going to pull the heads off, I was going to unstick that valve, I was going to clean everything up, lap them back in by hand the old-fashioned way, put new seals on, valve stem seals on, and button it back up. But then my conscience got the better of me, and I was at first thinking, "Well, gosh, I got to make sure that you know they're they're true. So I don't want to have a blown head gasket because I. You know, sometimes when you release the uh, pressure from the head and you start taking the bolts out, um, you you can release some tension in the in the metal and end up with a slight warpage, which could cause you a problem when you go back to put it put it together and um, put your new head gasket on, and end up with a a milkshake in the crankcase, which is what you don't want. So, right. Anyways yeah it was a rabbit hole i just keep going down that rabbit hole but i I've, I've made a promise to myself heads are going to be completely rebuilt magna flux deck everything that needs to be done springs tested and replaced yada yada i'm putting all new lifters in and then i decided i was looking at the uh, timing case and i'm like well all this stuff the air conditioning and power steering and all the brackets and everything. I took all have all that's off right now because I had to take the heads off. So I'm like, okay, well, it would be foolish not to replace the timing set while I'm in there. So I'm going to put new gears and a chain in um, while I'm at it. Yep. That's it. I'm not doing anything else. That's, that's it. Done. Well, you know, the engine's
3: out. You might as well, you know, Restore the engine. Give it a fresh coat of paint. Out the wiring. Uh, out. Maybe we that. <laughs> it snowballs. Um, it really
1: does, and fast. <laughs> oh, it does. I, 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 one afternoon, I was thinking about it, looking at everything, and I'm like, "Well, yeah, maybe I should just go ahead and bite the bullet and pull the engine out." And then I just had this moment of sanity where I said, "You know what?" no freaking way i'm not doing it it's not going to happen so i made that promise to myself i am going to paint everything i'm going to put it up on the, on the lift i'm going to paint paint a blot um, paint the pan so forth make it look better since i've already done all of that you know and the heads will have to be you painted got it because they've been tanked you know
3: well you know You're doing all that work on the top end, you might as well drop the pan and replace the oil pump and get all the crud out of the uh, oil sump.
1: Maybe replace the screen, you know? It's clean. It's clean. Sure? Yes, it came to me in a vision in the middle of the night. I woke up, and I was like, ah, the cleanliness of the interior of that AMC 360 is just bringing a smile to my face here at 3 a.m., you know, where we're oh, checked- worried about
3: it, yeah. So <laughs> oh, you haven't checked you haven't checked the Conrad bearings or the main bearings, huh? Wow. I don't know. <laughs> stop. I don't stop know. it already. <laughs> stop it already. <laughs> what <the pressure>? huh? about <laughs> the rear steel? Did you change that? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you should <can> change it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey. uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. But when we when I finish with that car and now, of course, I'm going to you know drop the transmission pan, put a new filter in, new, new fluid and all that. But uh, when I finish, it'll be able to go to California and back, okay? All right, I want to ride in that thing. We're going. We'll find some place to road trip to <laughs> Tom and Richard's you know, wild adventure. <laughs> you know,
3: I don't think I've ever been driven in or driven an amc product
1: would you believe that break. i don't think i ever had oh my god my god you've I been a slice of life
3: i mean my brother law had a 69 amx go pack but Time for a break. Was, you know the engine was out so i never got a chance to ride in that thing but uh no i've never been in an amc never
1: well we gotta fix that you've ridden in a step down hudson though right
3: yeah, and I was driven a Watt, which was an incredible driving experience. Blew my mind. I couldn't believe how well a car that old and that big handled. Yep, that was great. All right, oh. break time, folks.
0: When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com.
3: Attention veterans with PTSD. If you can't sleep at night,
0: listen to A Veteran's Place, hosted by Dr. Don Moeller, at 10 a.m. every Thursday, for your answer to sleeping, here on the Veterans Station, owned by a vet, with shows just for vets. America's
3: Americaswebradio.com.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
2: And we do have listeners all over the world and want to give a shout out to uh, those folks that listen to us that are in Belfast. And we've got folks all over the place. So if you're listening to America's Web Radio, let us know. Give us a drop us a line at GM at AmericasWebRadio.com, or give us a call, do whatever. Let us know what shows you like. And if you're an American veteran, go to our home page. we got a surprise for you there. And uh, it's time to get back to the guys, so hold on. And now, back to the classic okay, car show on America's Web Radio 10, with Tom Cox and three, Richard Lentinello. Two, one, and it's yours.
3: You know, you mentioned uh, We're giving shout-outs Yeah, go ahead Yeah, Belfast Island The guy who uh, He subscribed to my magazine His name is Peter Keeling From Belfast And Peter, if you're listening Thank you for Your support And thank you for listening to our show And uh, spread the word Hope you enjoy
1: it Yeah, I'm going to give a A a special um, Shout-out um, to a friend of mine, Alan Wilson. Congratulations on the uh, forty-eight Nash Ambassador. Now that's a smart man. Just bought bought one that's been in storage for a while. Going to need to be recommissioned. Uh, Alan listens to the show. Of course, he knows we love the Independence a little bit on my end. Cause they they rusted, but they don't rust badly as as Triumphs. So that's why we love them so much. <laughs>
3: Hey, uh, another dig
1: hey oh boy so so yeah uh I have to tell you I got something in the mail earlier this week and it's just going to be another unabashed endorsement from Teacox but you absolutely killed it with this edition of Crankshaft Magazine Blows the doors off of everything else out there. And I am absolutely not kidding folks. Collectible automobile, you name it, there is nothing out there that touches this latest edition. And it keeps getting better. The first first issue was great, but this oh man, this one is just killer. Just absolutely killer. I can tell you enjoyed the subject matter, too.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I really do. I mean, as I told the owners of uh, the 35 SS1 airline coupe that won the Zenith Award this year, I told them, you know, I've written a lot of car stories, but this was one of my favorites. And I guess it makes a difference when you're writing it, because you really get into it, because you really love the car, I mean and that's an amazing automobile i mean just it's absolutely beautiful so i enjoyed writing that you know this issue took a long time in coming we had a lot of family issues along the way that that prevented me from getting it out earlier but uh yeah it it's uh it's it was a uh, tough go getting this issue out but uh i poured my heart and soul into it and i really appreciate that that you like it so much and you know we had some great contributions the other uh, person who was running for the dean at Zenith Award and, uh, is the ample car, uh Keith, with the And he wrote a great story, and Walt Gosden, of course, and Milton Stern, I mean, all of them. And then you had the great story in the cars, the dealerships in Cuba from Tom Gibson, who is a member of the AACA. So, uh, yeah, all these contributions came together, and, and really made a special issue. So I'm glad you enjoy it.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was absolutely killer. So that's good because we're going to talk about briefly a few last-minute gifts, okay? I think the window is closed on getting stuff from Amazon by Christmas. Maybe not, but I know they've been slower than molasses this year. Um, you know, Now that uh, Amazon is at, at the top of the food chain, i guess they don't have to be as uh as good as they once were so let's I'll just put it that way because everything i've ordered that was supposed to be here in three days has taken like five and seven days so uh folks you might want to get those last minute gifts at a local store if you can shop locally don't go to one of the chain operations but if you have to go to a chain store buy something last minute and there's some good stuff out there for last minute gifts um You know, in the garage, particularly if you own a British car, a a drain, a uh, drip pan, you know, it it looks Ah. like an overgrown turkey pan, you know, about a three feet by three feet silver pan. Right. Just enough to catch all of the oil that drips out of your British car. You just slide it up under there and it protects your... uh, Garage floor, and just makes things easier, neat and tidy. Just a few bucks for one of those. Always good. Uh, Rainx because we we know that while we like to think that our windshield wipers work great on the old cars, sometimes it isn't the case. You know, particularly if you have vacuum assist wipers. Although I will say, if they're properly restored and Put back to good running condition and maintained. They work pretty doggone well. They really do. But you know, that being you, know said, a good stuff, stuff, you know what's a good stocking stuffer for
3: a car guy or gal? A little can of Nevidol. But you use yeah. that to polish. Yeah, I mean, you just you know you pop open that little tin can and you you grab you know a little piece of the uh, oil soaked cotton. And then, you know, you, you just, you know, you remove the tarnish of whatever you're doing, whether it's, you know, plated of nickel or chrome, brass, bronze, and you give it that polish and, you know, it, it just gives you something to do instead of watching TV, you know, polishing your car parts but never dull. Great stuff.
1: It is good stuff. It, it works as well as anything out there on the, on the market on everything you just mentioned. Sadly, there used to be a product called Tarnite. And Tarnite, you know, was probably made with radioactive isotopes and, uh, you know, class whatever carcinogens uh, known to the state of California to, you know, kill you on contact. (laughs) But Tarnite was like a miracle concoction. You could take that stuff, put it on brass... People used it in the brass, the brass car, guys. They loved tarnite, and it worked great on, on brass and copper or everything. I mean, very little effort. Take it right back to looking new. But sadly, it's been uh, booted a number of years ago by the uh, our friends in the uh, EPA. Decided it was too dangerous for us. So I loved it. I didn't care if it made me glow in the dark. It was easy. Easy to use, and so that's the first thing. If I go to an old garage sale or an estate sale or something like that where there's a lot of old household stuff laying around, I look for Tarnite. And believe it or not, over the past, I don't know, probably six or seven years, I have found two cans of Tarnite. Everybody wants to buy them from me, too.
3: Ah, okay, I'll look out for them. And then I'll resell them Tarn- you for three times the <laughs>
1: Hey, I, I'm, I'm a buyer. You know, anybody has okay. Tarnite out there, let me know. I'd like to corner the market on what's left over.
3: Oh, you'd be like the Hunt Brothers, cornering the market on silver. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tarnite. The, uh, um, and I mentioned it on last week's show. Uh, Walmart has this large roll. It's larger than a roll of paper towels of... Microfiber cloths that are have serrated edges, so you can pull them off just like paper towels. Oh, they are so cool! They're the bomb, and it was only like thirteen bucks. I forget how many are on there, but there's a gazillion on there. Okay, um, cool stuff. Um, Vinyl X. I like Vinyl X products. I use Vinyl X. I do not use Armor All. Um, vinyl x leaves a nice natural finish to all of your vinyl inside the car so i use vinyl x you get that you know most places like o'reilly's and advance AutoZone. um but if you've never used vinyl give it a shot because it works much better and they also have a really good leather care product as well that works really really well all specially pH balanced, all that stuff, yada, yada, so that it doesn't attack what you're trying to keep clean. Something else I wanted to mention here, I have a lot of friends out there who like to put Vaseline on final dashes to quote, soften them up and rehydrate them. It's a horrible idea, folks. It's petroleum-based and it does start to break down the vinyl so you're causing yourself a problem in the short run it looks good in the long run you're going to be going to just dashes and getting a second mortgage on your home to get that uh, dash of yours recovered once it starts to come apart so you there rich i'm here ah So we were we were talking about what if we had anything we.
3: you keep cutting in and out of me.
2: And where did Richard go?
3: Hello? 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 I know you guys are there.
2: We're here. Where is Richard? And
3: is Tom there?
2: Tom was here, yeah. Is Tom there? Tom was here. I don't know where Tom went. We didn't know where you'd gone.
3: <laughs> well, you know, what happens when you live on the mountains in southwestern
1: Virginia? He's all the way up. There's Tom. Is he back? Yep. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. So... What happened?
3: <laughs> I,
1: I, I guess the cell phone gods were not smiling on us. We, okay. Uh, so... Yeah. Santa, if you could ask for yeah. anything, what would it be? Huh. Well, I mean, automotive related, I mean, of course.
3: Yeah. Uh, let's say Santa said you could have one old car. What would it be? What would your choice be if Santa said one old car? And if he said, I'll give you one old car, one tool, and what event I will send you to around the world. What would be your choice?
1: All right. I'll tell you what the car is, and then you can tell me what yours is. Actually, well, it's kind of hard for me, but they're both, of course, very, very similar. Uh, 1936 Cadillac V16 Aerodynamic Coupe. Ooh, wow. Yeah, by sleepwood. Yeah an amazing car
3: beautiful absolutely
1: beautiful body style beautiful body style long hood that goes on forever and just the type of car that you could get behind the wheel of and you know what your face would break from all the grinning i mean you wouldn't be able to quit smiling you know it would start to hurt after about 15 20 minutes yeah a great car good um And if I couldn't get the 36 Cadillac V16 Aerodynamic Coupe by Fleetwood, I'd go for a 37 Cadillac Series 3790 V16 Coupe, very similar. And, you know, the cool thing about this, they were pretty quick to be as large and bulky and old tech as they were. Um, Not fast by today's standards, but 0 to 60 in about 23 seconds in the day. That was pretty zippy. Yeah. that That's... Wow. You're a classy
3: guy for a guy from Virginia. That, that's pretty good. You have good taste in cars. I'm really impressed.
1: <laughs>
3: so, uh, well, <laughs> what, tool, what, what tool would you want from, Craig, from Santa? And what event would you like him to send you to?
1: Uh, tools are... Tools are tougher. Uh, that's a... Tougher spot. I love gear wrench. I I love gear wrenches combination wrenches. I love them. They're just really nicely done. The operation of them, the action is very crisp and and exacting. It it feels good when you're using them. Not some sloppy Chinese crap. even though they may be made in China for all I know, but they're really engineered well. Um, and then my small oxygen acetylene torch set, the small carry-around set, comes in handy all the time. And once you become proficient at it, man, you can blow the center out of those nasty uh, bolts on your exhaust systems and, and your uh suspension and and everything else. Of course, you know, being careful, you know, to concentrate your heat and everything so that you don't uh right. on your suspension anyway, lose any of the temper in the steel. So I mean you've gotta gotta attack it surgically, but trust me, if I can become surgical with the torch, you can too. So that that would be the other one. Um any event to go to. I'd like to go to Goodwood Festival of Speed.
3: Huh that was my choice, to go too.
1: Into. Really? Yes.
3: Yes, that well, was my choice.
1: We should go. Uh, Bonneville Speed yeah. Week's another one that I'd like to go to.
3: Yeah, but Goodwood, uh, the one in September, the uh, was it the Goodwood Revival? I forgot which one it is. There's one in spring and there's one in September. I want the one in September. Uh, that is a spectacular show. And you know, the week before goodwood is uh Buley, which is the hershey swap meet of england so we got to go for like 10 days first we do Bewley, then we do goodwood so
1: good choice break right. well at your advanced age we we better hurry up and go huh break ah uh, yeah well, are you yeah, still able to move, to move around cuz i i'm not going to yeah, push you around you know
3: Especially when you got to get, you know, where the oxygen tanks and shit. So, but anyway,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: Goodwood, that's my choice for Santa to send me. And the tool would be a combination MIG TIG welder. That's another good one. Break. And, uh, I guess my car of choice, if Santa said I could have any car in the world, would be a, uh, I mean, there's so many, you know, i love. 61 Pontiac bubble tops and all that kind of jazz but I would write? have to select a Lancia B20 coupe that is technically an advanced automobile and its the lines are although conservative uh, I just absolutely love it and if Santa can't find a Lancia B20 coupe then I'll go with a early 50s Alfa Romeo 6C 2500 Super Sport Villa s coupe
2: Oh, break when I
3: see that car man, take a break I, my my heart skips like 20 beats you know the design is absolutely stunning. I believe it was designed by Torin. but Guys, anyway, we gotta take a break be my pick then. okay we got another wow. break. hopefully listening
0: when it comes to we'll car, car right magazines back. are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. Are you a veteran of Desert Shield or Desert Storm? We do a show for you every Monday at 1 p.m. on veteran-owned americaswebradio.com. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's
3: premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, Contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the
1: AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. (coughs)
2: And now, back to the classic car show on America's web radio with Tom Cox okay. and Richard Lentinello. Coming back to you in three, two, one, and it's yours.
1: We're All right. back. Great choices. You know, and it wasn't easy for me to come up with the V16 Cadillac, and, of course, most people wouldn't expect that from me. Uh, I, if I could have the Herb Thomas... NASCAR uh, hornet uh, that was uh, well came out of the was sold out of the Hostetler collection not long ago and I'm not sure who owns it now I'd take that um, or 6364 Chrysler turbine car if I if I could get my hands on one of those it would be great so wow
3: those are certainly different I mean you know, I'm I'm more of a sports car guy. So a Jaguar XKSS, I think they only built like sixteen of them. Uh, that's always been my number one automobile. But you know, a '61 Pontiac Super Duty. <laughs> oh, yeah, <God. laughs> I love those yeah. things. You know, yeah, but, you know, Great those car. sports coupes, those '61 sports coupes from GM. Even the Buick ones and the Oldsmobile, they're absolutely stunning. I don't care so much for the Chevy version, but I—but the Pontiac Ventura is the one that does it for me. So, uh, And, of course, you know, a 64 GTO, tri-power, four-speed, and a 65 Shelby Mustang, you know, those are all great automobiles. I, I will love those. But what happened to the Yugo Cabrio that you
1: always wanted? Did you change your mind? <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't mind having one of those just for the heck of it. But, you know, I had I I a friend in, friend in college. <laughs> he had one that was new. Uh, well, relatively new at the time. And we were driving down the road, and she's shifting it. And the gear shift, <laughs> the gear shift comes right out. It comes right out in her hand. had to coast off to the side of the road because we were in in third and the engine wasn't strong enough. You know, even if you slip the clutch, to get it to go up to speed. So we we were dead in the water. But yeah, I'd like to have one just for the heck of it, for the novelty. Yeah, you know, novelty cars are fun. I mean, you know, I always
3: wanted a Fiat Cinquecento, you know, the little 500. I think those are cute as hell. Those are cute little cars, but... You know, in a more practical sense, uh, I would love a pre-67 Volkswagen Beetle. You know, I love old Beetles. And, uh, there's just something so iconic about them. You know, they're real special and you could get parts and they're reliable. They're adorable, but, uh, yeah, it, it must be fun driving around in something, you know, <laughs> different like a Yugo or even like and something as simple as like, a Toyota or a Datsun from the sixties, which you don't see anymore, you know? A one in the ten. <laughs> I Datsun, remember when those guys came Datsun out. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know you know, even even a first generation Volkswagen rabbit would be fun to own. It really would.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I I I liked a lot of the I almost bought a Scirocco earlier this year. Oh, so fun. You know, we, we, I like talked those. about the Mark uh, the uh, Mark Smith collection that went up for sale this past yep. year, and we talked about that some. Uh, there was a Scirocco in there, and I, I stayed at it. I I kept bidding, 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 <laughs> and <laughs> I set a price in my mind I wouldn't go over. I hit that mark, I went another 200 bucks, and was like, okay, you met your mark, you went over it by 200 bucks, stop. And so the next guy's bid took the car. So a few weeks later, I don't know, it's probably eight weeks later,
2: Did we lose you, Tom?
3: I think we lost Tom again. Yeah. I don't know. You know, he doesn't have many cell towers near him. Maybe he ought to, you know, move. (laughs) Move to Richmond or a bigger city nearby. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Or find one spot that it's good uh, to stay there.
3: Yeah, he was talking about uh, buying the Sharaco. My, my friend had one years ago in Brooklyn, and uh, it was a great looking car. You back?
1: Yeah, I'm back. Anyhow, this poor guy. Obviously, I'm I'm lucky I didn't get that car, and I really kind of felt that way when I walked away from the auction. I was sort of happy, you know. It's like, well, yeah, it wasn't meant to be, and apparently, uh, it wasn't meant to be for him either because. I don't know whether he sold it or not, but the last time I saw it advertised, he was taking a $2,000 hit on it. So something was going south with that car.
3: <laughs> yeah, it happens. That's what happens when you buy cars at auctions, you know. You just, you don't get a chance to test drive them. You can look them over, but you, you can't test drive. F- yeah, you win some, yeah. you lose some, you know. But, you know, uh, talking about cars that are different, because uh, that would be, you know, uh, a novelty. Uh, Maybe this one isn't so much of a novelty, but I always wanted a 63 Oldsmobile with the uh, 215 alloy V8. I think that's a cute little car, and it goes like stink. What is it called, an F85 63? Uh, That would be fun to own. Yeah, that would be fun to own. It really would. I like those. You know,
1: they made a few of those available with a turbocharger. Yes. Yes, that would be a blast. And, and they had, and I can't think of the name of it right off the top of my head, but it was a particular type of fuel that you could add in there, that you could oh, buy, really? that would boost it up a little bit. So you know, you had an additive. I guess it would, you know, mixture that would uh, give it a little extra boost. Um, yeah, little rarity there. Um, an obscure piece of GM uh, trivia.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a cool choice. Yeah, you you know, speaking of GM, uh, I always wanted a (laughs) you're going to laugh, a Chevy Vega Camback Station Wagon. That, to me, is a very good-looking car. Of course, you'll have to change the engine, maybe put in the uh, Cosworth Four cylinder from the Cosworth Vega. That would be a blast of a car to have. A Cosworth powered handback wagon. So that, that Vega was a well styled automobile. It really was. And it had that open mouth frill that looked reminiscent of 50s Ferraris. And uh, it's just a good looking car.
1: No, I, I'd say it, it was well styled, though I'm not surprised. I'm You know, you love rust, you have an affection for it. And. Uh... I, you know, British too. cars, Vega, you know. Well, makes sense.
3: <laughs> and what about the first year of Rambler, you know, post-war? I like those, too. Those are pretty cool.
1: The 50, yeah. Yeah, Lois Lane's car. Yeah, cool stuff. I have a, a, a 54 uh, Nash Country Club. You know, and the, the, the other really cool thing about that, and not to get on my AMC hat, but, um, you know, they came out with that car in 1950. And they discontinued that. They, you know, updated the body, so on and so forth. But the basic car, um, you know, continued all the way through um, 55. And then it was uh, gone Came back in '58. George Romney brought it back, had it restyled. Uh, Ed Anderson, uh, talented uh, guy, worked at AMC as a designer. Was uh, hearing impaired, but he reskinned the whole thing. He came out with the '58 American. It sold, sold well, and it really did a great job for AMC. You
3: know. Speaking of AMCs, uh, earlier I said that I'd never been in one, and I just realized my brother-in-law had a six-cylinder-powered Gremlin when we lived in Brooklyn, and we used to drive around in that. And then when I lived in Florida, I photographed the 73 Javelin, and after I photographed it, the owner threw me the keys and said, "Take it for a spin. I went around the block and I went right back to his house. That thing was a rattlebox. <laughs> like, I don't want to drive this. Well, that was a good-looking car. I really like Javelins. I think they're good-looking automobiles. But, man, <laughs> I guess this wasn't a really good example.
1: No, no, they're not all, not you know, not all created equally. It's You know, I've no. driven a lot of different cars. You know, probably the, without any doubt whatsoever, Quietest, most solid road holding old car. Hudson step down, hands down, <laughs> no rattles, awesome. no squeaks. They drive incredibly well. Better than better than anything else that was was on the market during the day. Cadillac, did none of them. I mean, it, hands down, the step down was was absolutely the best. Um, so you know, speaking. We-
3: Speaking of driving cars, uh, going back to Santa Claus, if Santa said he could make a wish of yours come true to drive, to test drive any automobile, what would you choose? Ooh, gosh. I know what mine is right off the top of my head. I would choose to drive a Ferrari 250 LM. The one with That's the rear end. It won, it won Le Mans back in, what, '67 and was already several years old. with are yoking rent behind the wheel. Uh, I just love that automobile. And that would be a dream come true. I, I would give anything just a single one. But to be able to drive a 250 LM Ferrari, man, that would be icing on the cake.
1: Wow. You know, so, um, who would you
3: choose? The ultimate dream Gosh. car to drive.
1: Test drive,
3: test drive. Want um, I would drive it on the PCH. That would be great. If if
1: I were able to drive the roads of Montana and Wyoming in a Duesenberg SJ, I'd be all in. wow. I wow. think that would be a blast. Good White, wide open road get your foot in it you know really let it do its stuff for the day hm mm. be hard for me to turn that experience down
3: yeah i yeah i mean i always wanted to drive a miller you know one of those incredible race cars uh that would be a treat too so yeah good choice good choice mr tom
1: So, still hitting the the Christmas highlights, one thing that we neglected to talk about that makes really great stocking stuffers, and more than likely, if you go on eBay, even at this late date, you can probably still get it by Christmas. And that is the car fan in your household, Literature. Original sales literature for their car. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Service manual for their car. You can get so much of that stuff now on on eBay, and it's relatively reasonably priced for most pieces. Pre-war pieces are a lot more expensive. Uh, High-end cars, obviously. Low-production cars, a lot more expensive. But stock and trade, man, there's some good stuff out there, and you can buy it for, you know, $10, $15 a pop plus shipping. And probably still get it here by Christmas.
3: Yeah, and another good stocking stuffer. Especially if you love the person that you're giving it to. I mean, if you don't like the person, you know, don't give it to them. But a pair of safety (laughs) glasses. You know, safety glasses. You can never have enough of them in the shop. And, you know, you want to protect you know your loved one's eyes and vision. So, uh... They're cheap, they're affordable, even a couple of masks. So if there's, you know, spray painting, they have some extra masks so they don't inhale all the chemicals. So little things like that, you know, you stick in the the stocking, and uh, you're protecting, you know, that particular person that you like.
1: You know, that's a great idea, and it it hits pretty close to home. Of course, the safety glasses, because, of course, I'm in the – family eye care industry, so um, but the other thing, and I I wish someone had given them to me and perhaps I'd been a little bit brighter but for the past 8 to 10 years I have suffered from substantial tinnitus uh, ringing in the ears and it is tough at times, it's excruciating and I could have prevented a lot of that had I used proper hearing protection. And so to to add on top of the, the mask and the safety glasses, you know, we're worried about our vision. We don't want to lose that. And I'll just say to everybody out there, if you haven't had an eye exam and you're one of those people that thinks, that, you know, everybody recommends you get your eyes examined every two years just because it's going to put cash in the pocket of your doctor. Think again. I went to the bank the other day and was talking to the uh, teller there, and she told me that she had neglected to go have her regular eye exams, and she had uh, ended up with the onset of glaucoma, and by the time she went in for her exam and noticed she was having an issue uh, she had lost over 40 percent of the sight in her left eye so you know that's not just to fill everybody's pockets but anyhow hearing protection folks i deal with this stuff every day i can't sleep without a noise machine running loudly and i've got to have background noise on at all times just simply because it'll drive you nuts so uh, hearing protection when you're out buying those goggles huh
3: yeah, uh, and if you got to get a gift to somebody you don't like, just get him a pack of cigarettes, that's all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, nice, nice. All right, everybody, we're wrapping it up, and we'll see you next time. Take care.
0: The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's web radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station.